Welcome to the Bible in the News. Symptoms of the weakening of Western influence are being seen all around the globe. Alarm bells are being sounded about the withdrawal of aid from Egypt. The government shutdown in America is further tarnishing Americans' reputation as the credible world power. And other forces are happily stepping into the vacuum. America continues to struggle to operate as its government has been shut down by strife in the different houses. The Economist reported, The trouble is the shutdown is a symptom of a deeper problem. The federal lawmaking process is so polarized that it has become paralyzed. End quote. There is great concern that the upcoming vote on the debt ceiling will also be affected by the same attitude. The article continued, Later this month, the federal government will reach its legal borrowing limit known as the debt ceiling. Unless Congress raises that ceiling, Uncle Sam will soon be unable to pay all his bills. In other words, unless the two parties can work together, America will have to choose which of its obligations not to honor. It could slash spending so deeply that it causes a recession. Or it could default on its debts, which would be even worse and unimaginably more harmful than a mere government shutdown, end quote. So while the Democrats and the Republicans continue to bite and devour one another, the words of Christ come to mind. Every kingdom divided against itself is brought into desolation, and a house divided against itself falleth, Luke chapter 11 and verse 17. The division in the House is destroying America's influence at home and abroad. The fight in the House is very destructive, and it's embarrassing to America's allies. Now consider the words of the Apostle Paul. Galatians 5.15 If ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye be not consumed one of another. A couple of weeks ago, The Economist placed on its cover a picture of a bandaged and toothless lion under the heading, A Weakened West. The corresponding article stated, This week, a decade after the invasion of Iraq, it suddenly became clear just how far the influence of the West has ebbed. America's credibility as an ally has been undermined. Whereas Mr. Putin has stood firmly by Mr. Assad, even while 100,000 people have perished, the West has been pro proved an inconsistent friend to the opposition. The Arab Spring has driven a wedge between the West and his allies. America's credibility as an opponent has also suffered. A leader who the world sees is unable to fulfill his promises is inevitably weakened. And although nobody doubts that America's armed forces continue to enjoy overwhelming superiority, its unwillingness to use them undermines their ability to give force to its diplomacy. Everyone knew that Western citizens were tired of fighting, but until Mr. Obama and Mr. Cameron asked them, nobody knew how tired. Now every tyrant knows that a red line set by leaders of the free world is really just a threat to ask legislators how they feel about enforcing it. Dictators will be freer to maintain and murder their own people. Proliferators like North Korea, less scared to proceed with spreading WMD. China and Russia even more content to test their muscles in the vacuum left by the West. End quote. The choice of graphics was very interesting. America, described in Ezekiel 38, is one of the young lions of Tarshish. When Russia eventually invades the Middle East, it is one of the voices of dissent. We read in Ezekiel 38, verse 11, Thou shalt say, I will go up to the land of unwalled villages. I will go to them that are at rest, to them that dwell safely, all of them, dwelling without walls and having neither bars nor gates, to take a spoil and to take a prey, 
to turn thine hand upon the desolate places that are now inhabited, and upon the people that are gathered out of the nations, which have gotten cattle and goods, and dwell in the midst of the land. Sheba and Dedan and the merchants of Tarshish, with all the young lions thereof, shall say unto thee, Art thou come to take a spoil? Hast thou gathered thy company to take a prey, to carry away cattle and gold, to take away cattle and goods, to take a great spoil? The angels are directing our attention to the young lions of Tarshish and the role they will play in the latter days. Their weakening influence in the world is a sure sign that we are approaching the unfolding of the drama of Ezekiel 38. The weak response of the West is also echoed in Daniel chapter 11. There is no opposing military action described here. The West has had its day in the sun, and its influence is beginning to withdraw from the arena. A further symptom of the waning influence of America and its allies in the Middle East is the withdrawal of aid from Egypt. Fox News reported the U.S. is cutting military aid and hundreds of millions in cash assistance to Egypt. The article stated the Obama administration was criticized by an Egyptian government official Thursday in the wake of its decision to withhold hundreds of millions of dollars in cash and military aid in response to the ouster of President Mohamed Morsi and the crackdown by the military-backed government on his supporters. The U.S. is holding, as in not sending to Cairo, a dozen F-16s, a similar number of Apache helicopters, four M1-A1 tanks, and an unspecified number of anti-ship missiles. Also, the U.S. is not proceeding with the planned transfer of $260 million in cash to the Egyptian government. However, these funds were already on hold pending the outcome of talks between the Egyptians and the International Monetary Fund, or IMF. The U.S. is also not proceeding with a $300 million loan guarantee slated as part of its foreign military financing programs. The article continued, The U.S. decision to cut aid to Egypt, though, will create a new friction in Washington's already uneasy relations with the government that ousted the first democratically elected Egyptian president. The consequences won't end there. The move will anger Persian Gulf states, push Egypt to seek assistance from U.S. rivals, and unpenned decades of close ties with the Egyptians that have, been made, that have made a bulwark of stability in the Middle East. The article summed up the situation. The cutoff of some, but not all, U.S. aid also underscores the strategic shifts underway in the region, as U.S. allies in the Gulf forge ahead with policies at odds with Washington. Saudi Arabia and other Gulf states, including the United Arab Emirates and Qatar, are strong backers of Syrian rebel factions that were openly dismayed when the U.S. set aside possible military strikes against Bashar Assad's government. The Gulf states also feel increasingly sidelined as Washington reached out to their rival, Iran. End quote. Well, what is interesting is the result of American withdrawal of influence. There is a clearer image amongst the nations of Sheba and Dedan as to how they see their role. These Arab states are being driven closer together into an alliance which eventually America and the other young lions and the mother lion Britain will become more closely associated with. It is also interesting that while America is making overtones to Iran, the Arab states in the Gulf are much more aligned in opinion with Israel. Israel is certainly not impressed by America's decision over the aid to Egypt and views them as short-sighted. A New York Times headline read, 
Israel expresses dismay at cutback of U.S. aid to Egypt. The article went on to state officials and experts in Israel responded on Wednesday with a mixture of disappointment and alarm to the news that the United States planned to reduce its military aid to Egypt in response to this summer's brutal crackdown on the Muslim Brotherhood and the continued violence it has spawned. Israel views the aid as part of a parcel of its part and parcel of its 1979 peace treaty with Egypt and essential to the maintenance of stability in the region. The article goes on to state one Israeli official warned that the implications of punitive cuts in Egypt's aid could go far beyond the issue of Israeli-Egyptian relations. The United States is playing with fire, he said. You cannot disassemble the peace treaty and take out part or this part of that part, the official said. But there is another element in this conundrum. It's not just about Israel. It's about America's standing in the Arab world. If America is seen to be turning its back on Egypt, an old ally, how will it be seen? People will see it as the United States dropping a friend. The article continued, not noting the response of the Israelis. They expressed concern over the possible erosion of American credibility when President Obama flip-flopped on his threat to strike Syria in retaliation for its use of chemical weapons against its citizens, even though Israel generally welcomed the Russian deal for a peaceful resolution. The Egyptian military has been fighting Islamic militants in the Sinai Peninsula, along the border with Israel, and destroying tunnels that were long used by the Hamas militant group to smuggle weapons into Gaza where they could be used against Israel. The withdrawal of this support has certainly caused concern. Egypt and Israel are both opponents of radical Islamic militants in the region. America's withdrawal will no doubt force some formerly uncomfortable alliances to be formed according to the outline supplied by the prophets. What is also of great interest this week was Fox News carrying a series of interviews regarding Bible prophecy. Take a listen. And how about this to think about today? The crisis in Syria may be more than just a current foreign policy problem. With some seeing signs of biblical prophecies of the apocalypse and the events that are unfolding overseas, passages in the Old Testament even make reference to Damascus falling into ruin, sparking worldwide conflict that some say leads to the coming of the Messiah. Joel Rosenberg is a former aide to Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, and he is a Middle East analyst and has written several books uh, on this issue. Joel, welcome. Now, before we give Mr. Rosenberg the floor, it should be noted that the books Mr. Rosenberg has written are fiction novels, uh, not worth the paper they are written on. He admits his writings are about what could happen, but he's not really sure. He gets things a little muddled up and is not very well versed in his ancient history. However, there are a few things he has to say that are of great interest. Well, Martha, what's interesting about this one is that you're right. We don't know for certain that we're in some time frame where these Bible prophecies will come true. But other uh, Bible prophecies have come true, like the rebirth of the state of Israel in our own lifetime. And so that's, those are major end times prophecies, Jews coming back to the Holy Land. This is what the problem or the challenge, let's say, with Bible prophecy. You want to study what the text says and you want to understand it in its historical uh, grammatical context and you you can certainly look at the current events but you do have to be careful not to overreach or to sensationalize the text you know doing what people call newspaper exegesis the bible stands on its own and for many centuries uh, people didn't think israel would be reborn as a country and jews would come back to the holy land they thought that was you know symbolic but it's happened now 
And now that those series of end times prophecies have happened, it does cause people, even skeptics, to say, hmm, maybe the other things the Bible say will happen in the future will happen possibly even on our lifetime. The point is, the Bible, and specifically Bible prophecy, is making world headlines. Primetime News Television is discussing the fulfillment of Bible prophecy. So what are we doing about it? We do know what will happen. Our brethren and forefathers have been lecturing and writing for years in books like Help Us Israel, Exposition of Daniel, Eureka, and many others. People are interested and are looking for answers. It behoves us to be light in the Lord and to hold forth the word of life to those around us. Now is the time to start up our public lectures and focus on Bible prophecy, the nation of Israel, and the fulfillment of God's word as evidence of his existence. Many theologians can speculate, but the truth has been given to us. Let us redouble our efforts to shine as lights before our Lord returns. This has been Jonathan Bowen joining you for the Bible in the News.